Do we need permission to seek madad from Ashab al Kahaf and to say, for example, madad ya marnush, madad ya kafartush? No, we don't need. Uh, that's why Mawlana Shaykh released these uh, ta'weezes and this information. But what you do need is to make the madad with your shaykhs. Is that uh, once you learn the system of making madad with the shaykh and that the shaykh is present with you, you've, you've, you've mastered the feeling of that presence, the shaykh is present with me, then anytime you read the madad which has the names of, of the holy companions, the, the Ahlul Bayt, the Ashab al-Kaf, the, the, the different names on these madads, in your madad you can always call upon them that, yes Sayyidi let us to be in the dress of them in the presence of these, these holy souls and you read those names and, and you ask for their madad and support. If you don't have that system strong then you're going to continuously confuse yourself that you have to make the madad with the shaykh that is the connection, that is the bond and that through that madad with the shaykh every other madad will begin to take place. Otherwise then one day you just make madad here, you mention only here, you mention only this, you only mention that and then the madad is not really learned and the system is not learned. So the importance of the madad is, is, is no matter I think how much you talk about it until somebody actually understands it, they don't really understand what madad is. The thing I'll just mention these names of pious people. but. In reality I think we've talked many times before that nothing reaches to you except through that chain. So because of the stations they're describing and the reality within the Muhammadan heart that they describe is why are they teaching these knowledges? To show that this is where they're at, that the knowledges they're teaching you is from where they're at and because of that and location of where they're at and the knowledges that are emanating from the Muhammadan, the depth of the Muhammadan heart that those knowledges reaching to you, the fires and the lights and the emanations reaching to you is reaching not because you turned on YouTube and two weeks you're watching it and think that you're now getting it, that you quickly got into that station. Those are lifetimes of, of, of testing and difficulty to achieve. So it's not via, I, I heard these things and now okay this is coming to me, this light is coming to me, this understanding is coming to me, but it's the system of madad. So those whom try to build themselves without a madad, without support, without seeking the support of those whom Allah has already dressed with those realities. We said would take many lifetimes to achieve, many lifetimes to achieve because of the inability of somebody to lift their energy up except if Allah makes an exception to the rule. So because of our system and how Allah has designed the system that have a limited energy and a limited ability and with the madad they're like a super elevator, they're like a shuttle. But because Allah has dressed them through their madad with their shaykhs, their madad, madad, madad all the way back, they become like a super lightning shuttle. As soon as you come into their associations your soul is with them 
and shooting up into that presence, being dressed by its reality, blessed by its reality. So everything is coming via that madad. When they understand it and they truly understand it, they understand how that's like a vortex for them, that's an opening for them, that's a, a way in which Allah will be dressing them. That madad is like a satellite reflection for them from the reality of the shaykh and how he's receiving his madad, he reflects on to the student from those haqqaiqs and from those lights and from those tajallis. So it's not we just sort of read something only for the barakah but we're going deep into the reality of building a relationship with the shaykh so that he's like a satellite reflecting lights from his soul onto our soul. And as a result the speed in which you're growing is you would need lifetimes to grow on this earth if you were trying to achieve that light if it was even possible. And that's why Allah gives the different verses of Holy Qur'an, those whom have a light they have a light. Those whom don't have the light will never have the light and can never achieve the light. So Allah is not saying that it's something achievable. There are different ranks that are achievable and there are different ranks that are not achievable. Those are by whom Allah has guided and when He guides someone He's giving them the ability to achieve it because He's allowing them to be in that teaching and in that understanding that through the mirroring of these souls they will begin to reflect these lights and these realities and, and these openings upon the souls of people. So alhamdulillah that's why we say it's a big blessing and a ni'mat from Allah to be guided. And real guidance, there's guidance just to accept Islam, there's guidance into the oceans of iman. And not everybody who's been guided to accept Islam ever, ever, ever reach towards the ocean of iman. It's not something easy to, to reach to faith. If you think you have faith that doesn't mean you reached faith. It has to be Allah has to say that you reached faith, maqam al-iman. And this amantu billahi wa malaikati wa kutubi wa rasuli. But Allah described those whom have been tested. Don't think that you can reach to faith and not be tested like those whom have been tested before you with their life, with their family, with their possessions, with everything. So the way of iman and testing is very difficult, very tested, you crushed in lots of difficulties. And a light then will be deposited into the soul and they'll witness that light and understand that light has entered into their being. And they operate at that point from an immense state of faith and they open and understand more from the world of light than when they were operating from the world of form. So that, that's a, a very high station to reach to maqam al-iman. Then from the, the jewels of the people of iman they only have the ability then to reach to maqam al-ihsan. So one, you accepted Islam but if Allah didn't guide the person to the ways of faith and the ways of iman then there's no way they're going to reach maqam al-ihsan. So you can see how this course becomes more and more difficult. But at the regular mosque they say, oh no we have faith, oh hi faith, we pay, yeah if he pays Ramadan, I pray Ramadan, we went for hajj, we have faith. But that's not, that's not iman. The iman is, a, is an event of light and has a significant event and Prophet came to even describe that iman is that you have to love me more than you love yourself and you love your father and your brother. 
means to love Prophet more than we love anything we can understand is a, a very significant in the level of understanding. So then these are… shows the, the, the difficulty of reaching to this. So you have had to have reached to Iman and then Allah destined for you to be from the people of Maqamul Ihsan, then it become more and more rare. That's why we said 99.9% .9 of people are not reaching these realities nor are they understanding it. That's why these are not uh, you know channels that are going to have millions of views because Allah says that that reality is not accessible for millions of uh, people. Everybody can get into kindergarten because it's free but you know advanced PhD systems in which there's one university on earth and its enrollment is very limited, no it's not going to have hundreds of millions of people just by the design and the reality of what it is, it's not going to. So they become very rare and those schools are very precious jewels of realities inshaAllah. Asalaamu Sayyidi Walaykum As Salaam What about those people that say they have madad from a non-living shaykh or sahabi or Ahlul Bayt? Alhamdulillah for them. <laughs> if, if they have the, the madad and they're receiving their madad then alhamdulillah then they have a support that is supporting them. But it's important to have established the madad upon this earth and the training. Our tariqah is to say that we don't have a living shaykh anymore, we receive our madad from the shaykh who passed. And that, that again from shaykhs who have gone through training that's not something feasible. That's like telling us you went to Harvard Law but you didn't really go to Harvard Law, you, you did the law on a correspondence course at home. And you didn't really have a teacher, you just read the books which is impossible because the teachers and the professors are there to take a book but give you a world… a real life example. So that's what we should with Mawlana Shah Naqshaban, open the 11 principles and you read them and think, I can say La illallah but that's not what he meant. For you to say La ilaha illallah they're not going to go anywhere even thousand years you read that. But you have to be in the dress of Muhammadun Rasulullah, at that time they'll teach you and put onto your lip the real zikr of La ilaha illallah in your Muhammadan dress. Well then definitely that has a power ocean, immense power. But you wouldn't know that by reading. So it means there's a curriculum that they give to the shaykhs on how to teach. And that's why Allah is ittiba. And this is the, the sharia of Ahl Sunnah is that you have to follow, you have to follow a living shaykh and living guide so that when you follow them you learn from them physics and how to traverse uh, a very difficult reality between dunya and akhirah. Imagine how many devils are trying to hijack the connection. So that's why I say even the living shaykh very important because as soon as you, you're going to take this way the email has to be open for people because when we say start connecting your heart and you know ifrit is trying to jump in front of you, trying to redirect you into this or some shaitan is trying to do that. That's why 
There has to be a living communication that keeps telling the person, no, no, focus on the shaykh. Focus on the shaykh and the madad and shaykh is there present, recite the following awrads we gave you, recite the madad out loud, do this, do that. So that anything trying to hijack the connection won't come because you're asking for specific shaykhs to be present. Now if you don't have that and you don't have physical guidance then how could they be traversing into these oceans of, of the unseen and unknown? And so most of them just say, we have that connection and they don't. That's why you don't see their uloom and their knowledge is coming out. So then these connections that bring the fires and the light from the heart of Prophet they bring out the illumination and the knowledges. So if we're saying that Prophet is guiding this month, he's guiding by Qur'an. So Ahlul Marifah they must be giving guidance of Suratul Kahf this month because that's what the Qur'an surah is for this month from the heart of Prophet in the oceans of Marifah. So how many understandings of Surat Al-Kahf do you have this month from people? None. So many become more and more rare, more and more rare, more and more rare and that becomes the importance. The importance of having the living guides to traverse all of these difficulties to make the connection. And if they're happy with what they have then alhamdulillah they don't, need, they don't need to seek out anything else. But if people are not happy and they're not feeling connected and the ta'weezes are not working, it's not that you just photocopy and you do what you want but there has to be shaykhs behind that are reading. They said before their prescriptions are not only prescriptions, divine prescription it means it gives an ijazah. Otherwise if, if you recite the awrad of a, from a book from 200 years ago you can recite whatever you want but if the shaykh didn't give you an ijazah then you're like my kids when they were small they get the Starbucks charge card because they give the plastic card for free at the front counter, right? So the kids would go in and take the five, ten of these cards, say, I got a whole bunch of cards we can go get Starbucks now. I said, no those are the free plastic cards. We have to put some money on it, that's how you, you gotta put something on it. You're just grabbing the card doesn't mean anything. But that wasn't always an example, you just grab any paper you want, you do whatever you want. But the whole system is that Allah says, it has to be charged, that has to be sort of you know ignited, authorized and turned on. So when they come to the living shaykhs a part of their ijazah and what Allah has given to them is then the, the student has to recite it with a permission. When they recite it with a permission then the signature of the shaykh is behind what they're reciting. So the whole system is developed so that they need each other. Allah wants people to be with living guides to traverse the difficulties of this life and to keep the association of truth and the halaqahs of zikr. So no need to you know deviate from that and think that there's a way outside of that system. No because now why did Allah make this system? The people don't need to find living guides and they can just all say that you know they have somebody that passed away, they don't need to attend zikrs, they don't need to attend majlises. Then that goes against all the teachings that we've been teaching for 25 years. And that just seems like a way that in which dajjal will grab people, isolate them you know like a sheep by himself and then attack them. 
Yesterday there was no live broadcast. I think we missed the dars on Ya Ahad, Ya Samad, Salli Ala Muhammad. Can you please speak about <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the, the, the lightning took out the, the whole uh, block there. It was only in that area because I called other places and the house was uh, had power and everything had power except for that area. Yeah, inshaAllah. Next question? Um. Next question? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, we put a nice video from Shaykh Adnan and the importance of, of the, the huruf and the importance of Ya Ahad, Ya Samad, Salli Ala Muhammad inshaAllah. But uh, yeah, inshaAllah we'll see when, when that tajalli comes for that inshaAllah. Assalamu alaikum Sayyidi Wa Pardon my ignorance, uh, why is there emptiness after a period of meditation and zikr where meaninglessness approaches? In emptiness? Yeah, the, I mean like anything else there can be a, a sense of euphoria, a sense of happiness in the zikrs and the tajallis, the sobats and it's meant to be like that, that there's a euphoric energy, a positive energy, a good energy and then there's a time of uh, a low in which we don't feel the charge coming, the energy coming and that has to be a continuous up and sort of a way in which to make the student want to achieve more. If you were continuously on and continuously charged you'd sit in one place and can't do anything, you just would be in awe all the time. Allah wants the excitement and everyone to their own level, some may be in very deep energies and, and, and some may be just tingling understandings, so each at their different levels. But it's meant to entice and then you struggle and then entice and then struggle. So it has to be on and off, on and off. It's not really off but it's not at the intensity that was feeling at one time so that you want to achieve more and do your practices and then to the next horizon in which Allah sends that energy. And that's what we call the contraction and expansion. Every time Allah want to contract and crush something with this jalali tajali, jamali tajalis and then expand it as if, oh I don't feel anything but do your awrah, do your zikr, do all your practices until Allah sends again the majestic dress and the majestic energies upon the soul inshaAllah. Uh, how do we best deal with feelings of immense shame? Forgive my ignorance. Yeah, cry unto Allah The immense shame and uh, regret, these are all you know the things that uh, one does late at night in their meditation and sujood with their head prostrate to the ground and talking to Allah that I feel the shame for what I've done wrong, what I said wrong, what I believe wrong <coughs> and to have remorse and to ask for forgiveness. And that if it's things that we've done bad that are shameful we ask that Allah to hide them and to, to cover them and cover our shame. 
So those are all the sort of beatific dialogue with Divinely Presence that one develops that, that connection with the Divine and that becomes the reason for communicating and asking for bad character be taken away and, and shameful acts to be hidden and bad, bad and shameful character to be taken away. So those are all the dialogues that the, the servants should have with their Lord and asking Prophet also to, to hide them, to give a support and to take away the badness and to give goodness inshaAllah. As Alaikum Sayyidi Walaykum As Salaam Do the various colors of the turban have significance? For example, the black or the red turban? Sure, all, all of our colors have a, a, a immense importance. And these are, these are related to the levels of the lataif and the levels of the heart. That the yellow represents the qalb and the stations of knowledge, the red and the red turban, the red lataif is the seer and the station of struggle in which one struggles through and fights and war, war with the inside enemy, the devil within. And then the black is a station of annihilation and that represents also the, the station of annihilation and again war and war against difficulty and war against bad characteristics. And white represents uh, the cleanliness and guidance and the, the station of white alam al-mithal which is the, the world of light and the malakut inshaAllah. And then green and the resurrection. So the white and the green were the favourite colours of Sayyidina Muhammad inshaAllah. And the green is the, the green dome and everything green about Prophet was then the reviver of dead hearts and the one who resurrects the dead on earth to make them alive in the oceans of Allah's eternal grace. Assalamu alaikum Sayyidi Wa Is there some adab to exit or end the meditation? Yeah that you, you give your salams at the end and uh, make a sujood in which to ask Allah for forgiveness and uh, that you're, you're finishing your practices and Allah's rahmah and mercy be upon you. And then you come out and recite your Surat al-Fatiha and uh, go about whatever else you, you have planned for that time, for that day, InshaAllah. As Salaamu Alaykum Should we watch movies on Prophet's life, for example like Sayyidina Yusuf or Ashab al-Kahf? Yeah, yeah very good. They have nice ones, I think they have them all translated in Urdu, they have some made from uh, Iran on Sayyidina Sulaiman, Ashab al-Kaf or all of them and anything that, that sort of increases one's faith and, and makes them to, to, to think of those times and those barakahs and those blessings, then alhamdulillah. There's a message in everything, a reality in everything so it's, it's good to sit with the family and to, to have them exposed to these types of teachings and, and the, the, these types of realities, inshaAllah. As Salaamu Alaykum Does feeling sleepy during the zikr has something to be concerned of? No, it's just a heavy energy. 
that there's an energy around and there's energies all around us and that's just a very strong energy that comes and, and puts uh, people out. If you can have tea and coffee before the zikr so that you're up and if it's in morning time where you are and you've had your coffee then you should be okay. Some areas it's very late at night so they're already tired and the majestic dress of the zikr it just puts the people out. So it's best if you can sort of be up, light stomach, haven't eaten too much before the zikr, had coffee and tea and then alhamdulillah that way you're, you're able to tarry, take the energy and the tajari of the zikr without passing out inshaAllah. As Sayyidi Sayyidi, how to handle overwhelming negativity that tempts us into sins? Often we lack strong willpower and why it's so difficult to fight? Yeah, that's the state in which everything's in, the overwhelming negativity of the energy all around. If we had eyes to see, we'd see that the, the sky all around us is, is filled with just the blackness, like black blobs of just negativity everywhere. And these are the shayateen, these are the ifrit. And because their negativity is everywhere, they incline and push people towards negative thoughts. Then every media, television, everything around us is pushing us towards the negativity, towards badness, to aggression, anger, all the bad vices. So it becomes overwhelmingly difficult to, to survive through these types of difficulties in the last days. That's why the zikrs, the associations, and these communications are a washing. You, we, they know, Allah knows from Sunday all the way till Wednesday, uh, shaitan is loading servants up with negativity, badness, bad character. So Thursday is an immense washing cycle. So the immensity of as soon as you turn on the sicker, the, the associations on Thursday, the salawats are extremely powerful, the, the talks, the zikr, the khatam, all of them are washing. That everybody enters into the association whether home or distance doesn't matter. As soon as you turn on the broadcast, the energy from the broadcast comes in and begins to like a washing cycle. Take away all of the, the badness that is trying to hide within in people and around them and in their homes. And it's just coming and washing and washing and washing and taking everything away, inshaAllah. So then that becomes an immense cleaning and uh, protection Thursday, Friday, Saturday and then again the back to the world on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, inshaAllah. They're like an oasis, it's like being in an oasis on a very, very dark world. You go all that time in darkness and then come Thursday you're sitting at the oasis to be washed and cleansed and your soul to be rejuvenated. So the teaching rejuvenates and should be giving hope to people that, oh there's so much that we can achieve, there's so much of God's bounty that we're, we're supposed to be achieving and, and being dressed with. And every talk that shaykh gives Allah dresses the souls of all those who listen. Dress them from that reality and bless them from that reality and if they didn't see it here then they see it in the hereafter because the knowledges are coming live and they're coming on a live circuit from the heart of Prophet who is uh, 
the intercessor for creation. So part of that intercession are these knowledges, that when these knowledges come out onto the soul they crush, that when the truth comes it hits the falsehood within people. And Allah describes their falsehood zahulkan, it immediately disintegrates. So we have all this falseness like a statue within ourselves, a false idol within ourselves. The associations come from the heart of Prophet as a haqqaiq and the haqqaiq Allah قُلْ جَعَلْ حَقْ that when the haqq comes it hits all of the, the falsehood of people that they built over their life or time or week and disintegrates and disintegrates everything and builds them back from all of those realities. And then to be dressed from those realities and blessed from those realities. If they're able to keep it they grow with a significant speed and if they're not able to keep it Allah entrust and keep for them for their barzakh and for their, for their departure from this world inshaAllah. Yes, Sayyidi, for sadaqah uh, I give to my people in Yemen, is it better or should I give through you and your organization? I love you Sayyidi. Walaykum as wa rahmatullah. Here we have, we have the Fatima Zara helping hand, we have the programs to give sadaqah but everyone follow their heart. If they feel like they, in their heart they have an inclination to give somewhere that we are not giving then you follow your heart, no one can tell you not to do that. But from our example in life is that we, we deal with people that we know. So a lot of people calling in from Africa and saying, send us money, send us money, it'll never happen. So keep emailing us, we're just going to block it. it. We deal with people we know, so we deal with our students. We know the student when he has $10 from us where he's going and who he's feeding and exactly what he did. So because of that system we're good with what we're doing and who we're doing it with. We know them, they know us and we know exactly where they're feeding, where they're going and where, where the funds are going. Other than that sending to foreign countries, to organizations that we don't know and who they are and where they are and we've never been comfortable with that. So we never did that in our life and didn't expect to have somebody knocking on our door and say that you gave to some people in this country but it actually went to those people and they bought something and they did something wrong. So we're always very comfortable only dealing with people that we knew especially through the tariqah. So our programs in Pakistan are with our students, that's why you see them wearing our logos, our hats and our designs because they're the students trying to fulfill their khidmat. So these funds that reach to them they go out and they serve and they make people to be happy and they do the projects that need to be done and so alhamdulillah. So we get many things done by that one khidmat, by that one service. The students are growing because they're volunteering. The people are being served because they're in need and the students are reaching to them. So the tariqah has its own system in which to reach and to give out to people and, and to further its cause as well as develop its students. So it's many, many prongs, right? We're not just in the well building business, we're in the building of soul business. So the, the kids whom are volunteering, Hassan goes out and you know hundreds of miles dealing with wells and going here and going there, these are students. 
that are doing this and trying to have a khidmat and be of service to Prophet as well as when they put a well out our families are all getting the blessings by having our names on these wells and the people who are drinking and having water that they didn't have are receiving the barakah so it, it serves everything in one package. So that's why we're involved in this inshaAllah. Mm, As Salaamu Sayyidi why do I feel disconnected and going back to old life? Forgive me for my ignorance. Yeah, keeping connection is not easy. That's why I said everybody has to follow the system. If you're following the system, listening to the broadcast, writing the notes, giving support, invest yourself in the tariqah. There was a shaykh when they were in a big battle. And the French were coming through this area of Algeria and they were going to obliterate this. The shaykh took his students and said, we're going to fight right here. And as a result of we're going to fight right here, he knew what's coming after them. He got the students' legs and he tied them all on a rope. So he tied to his leg, the next student tied to his leg, the next student tied to his leg. And they tied each other up and they said, why are we being tied up? He says, because you can't run. When I tie your leg, where are you going to run? You're not going to pull me and you're not going to pull the other one. So the hikmah of you have to tie yourself to what you believe because you don't trust your nafs. You know, say, two times I'm going to listen to this man, on third time I'm going to be insulted by the teaching because he doesn't agree with what I want to do with myself, I'm going to run. So that's the tank that's coming towards you, that's the shaitan, we know shaitan is coming towards us. So the teaching and the hikmah of tariqah is tie yourself to him, that be so invested in it that you wrote notes, you spent years learning it, you've supported it, you, you're not going to re-support somebody new and try to you know make a whole new connection and hi I have to introduce myself again. I'm so invested in this, I have nowhere to go to run. Because believe me, you, you better be really tied down when the testing gets intensive, right? Where I'm going to go at my age when they test me? Go get a job at Starbucks? When my test… when my shaykh started to test me and crush me and do everything they did, where are you going to go? When you're so invested in something, you're not going to shave your beard and go to Starbucks and get a job. You're in it, you're in it until you're dead, until you take your last breath from it, that's it. And that's when you know there's really a devil out there and I'm going to tie myself down. If you don't tie yourself down, you're a leaf in the wind. As soon as a comes, whoo, you're gone. That's why I said, never, never worry about who's coming and who's going. That's nobody's business. Either they tied themselves down and they're not going anywhere, no matter what test comes to them, or they didn't tie themselves down and they're going everywhere. Because every wind will blow them from tree to tree, tree to tree. But in our example we can only teach by how we learned. We, we were fully invested, 110% invested in it, we have nowhere to go but die in it, inshaAllah. Finito. <laughs> leave you on that note. <laughs> That's enough,